Xtalks connects professionals in the life science, medical device, and food industries with useful content like webinars, job openings, articles, and virtual meetings to help you succeed in your career. This food industry-focused podcast brings together some of our editorial staff to share insights into the latest B2B industry news to help keep you up to date. This week on the show, we are discussing protein coffee. Is it healthy? And National Food Bank Day 2022. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the X-Talks Food Podcast. I'm Sydney Perlmutter, Senior Food Industry Journalist, and webinar moderator at xtalks.com. And this week, I'm joined by Aisha Rashid and Vera Kovacevic. Thanks for coming. So I'm going to start us off with a really uh, interesting beverage that I came across a little bit ago, uh, protein coffee. It's pretty much exactly what it sounds like, but we're going to get into what it is and, you know, whether it's safe to sell it and which companies offer the drink. So protein coffee is something that was trending on TikTok, a social media platform, with the hashtag gaining nearly 10 million views. So it's also known as profi, just the combination of the two words. The drink is the latest protein enhanced beverage following iced tea and even beer. Um, But is it as simple as mixing espresso with protein powder? And are there potential health risks of mixing the two drinks? So we know that coffee is a stimulant and it's designed to increase mental alertness, while protein helps to increase muscle mass and keep hunger at bay. So can they work together? Several TikTok creators have been showing their followers how to make the popular drink, which is typically made by combining protein shakes, coffee, and milk, along with some ice. So one health and fitness TikToker named Katie amassed nearly 180,000 views on a video demonstrating her take on the trend. It shows her adding three espresso shots, a protein coffee drink, almond milk, caramel syrup, and sweeteners. Another creator who goes by the name of Amber Aaliyah, she made a version of the drink consisting of caramel syrup, ice, Starbucks coffee, and a pre-made protein drink. But some versions of the drink aren't as high in calories as, as those sound, with some simply adding a protein shake to espresso shots. It draws similarities to pre-workout supplements, which are typically mixed into a beverage before, um, before working out, and they can, it can contain caffeine, creatine, vitamins, and other energy boosters. But I'm sure you're wondering if this drink is healthy or if it's even safe to consume. But on their own, you know, coffee and protein have many benefits when they're consumed in moderation. Caffeine is known to boost energy, and coffee is a source of vitamin B12, magnesium, and plant chemicals. And meanwhile, eating more protein may improve longevity and metabolic health. In fact, I don't think anyone actually consumes as much protein as we're supposed to. So we know that protein is is good when consumed in moderation. A superior source of protein is food, though, since protein shakes may contain extra additives, sugars, and sweeteners. When they're combined, they frequently are used for weight loss, so the caffeine in the drink may increase focus, performance, and concentration, while the protein can help build muscle mass and increase metabolism. While the consensus is that profi is healthy in moderation, adding too much caffeine can cause an increase in heart rate, stress, and cortisol. So it should not be used as a magic beverage for weight loss either. But some research does indicate that protein and caffeine may help some people maintain their weight. 
So there was a study in 2020 that found that drinking four cups of coffee daily could reduce body fat by about 4%, which is a very high amount of coffee. Um, But at the same time, a high protein diet could be a good strategy for weight loss and preventing obesity, according to a study from the same year. So if you're wondering which companies sell profit, uh, you would not be alone because I I had never seen the drink before. Um, But there are several brands that actually sell it aside from, you know, people making it at home. There's a company called Chike Protein Iced Coffee, which claims to be the Internet's top rated protein coffee for taste and flavor. It contains 20 grams of non-GMO protein, two shots of espresso and one gram of sugar. Another company called Thunder Coffee Milk, which is a Florida-based ready-to-drink coffee brand, also offers high-protein coffee drinks that contain 9 grams of all-natural protein and are made from real milk and organic coffee. And the drink contains only 5 ingredients and comes in mocha, vanilla, and double shot. And there's one other company that I talked about called Alani New, um, and it appears to be the latest brand to introduce its take on protein coffee, Alani Coffee. So the ready-to-drink beverage offers 10 grams of protein, natural caffeine derived from coffee beans, and only 90 calories per 12-ounce bottle. And it's also gluten-free, high in calcium, low in fat, and cholesterol, and sweetened with 6 grams of sugar. So whether it's homemade or store-brought, or sorry, So whether it's homemade or store-bought, protein coffee is the latest food trend to gain popularity on TikTok, which has has churned out hundreds of food and beverage trends in the last year alone. So what are your thoughts on protein coffee? Would you ever think to even combine the two? Could you have predicted, you know, protein and, or sorry, could you have predicted coffee being the latest beverage to be, you know, enhanced? Um, even though it sort of already has a function. Um, And, you know, I wanted to also get your scientific perspective on this. Um, Do you think that it is healthy to mix these two things, especially if you're doing it on a daily basis? Um, Well, like, to answer your first question, um, yeah, I think this is, like, a very great idea. I, I just realized that, like, you know, drinking a latte or drinking, like, coffee with milk, like, you're, you have a protein there, too. Um, but I know this is different because the protein powder, it could be, like, it could come from plants, like soybeans, peas, rice, potatoes. Um, it can even come from eggs. So not all protein powders come from milk products, right? So... So if someone wants just a plant-based, they can, they can go the root of the protein powder. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe let's ask Aisha what she thinks about the health, uh, <laughs> the health influence. I know she loves commenting about that stuff. I have never heard of this, but um, it doesn't sound as surprising as I would kind of think it would be, just because. Yeah, it's just a way to get protein, I guess, into your diet through just another drink uh, like coffee. Now, I'm not sure about how the combination of, of the caffeine and, and and protein really work. I don't know about the research behind that and um, whether it's okay or good to be combining these two ingredients. Um, I am usually the skeptic here, but... I kind of am at a loss because I really don't know. Um, I don't see anything particularly wrong with it. But again, this is 
I just don't think there's research to back this. And um, I'm not sure what the claims are behind this, but um, I uh, just that you're getting, you know, a source of protein through your coffee now. But it's interesting. Uh, I didn't even know that there were these companies out there selling um, these protein coffees. And um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's 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 strange, but again, not so surprising. I don't know. I, I'm I need th- I need this to settle more a bit because <laughs> I'm uh, yeah. Sydney, is it mostly like people who are planning to go f- like work out that prepare these drinks, or is it everyone? Um, well, the the creators on TikTok who have um, you know amassed many views, I think the purpose of making this drink was before working out. Um, I can't say that everyone who drinks them, um, they're drinking them with that purpose, but I can only imagine that um, you know people who people who consume protein shakes, I would imagine um, you know also go to the gym. I just feel like the two often go hand in hand. Um, and when I was thinking about it a little bit more, it's likely that people would consume coffee and protein shakes, um, you know, in one day. And I feel like these pre-made beverages kind of just do, you know, perform two functions um, at a time. And they're both they're both functional beverage beverages to begin with. And I just feel like you're you're getting them both out of the way in in one you know little can or 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 bottle. Um, but yeah, Aisha, you're, you're kind of right. I couldn't really think of, you know, any of the potential risks aside from drinking too much coffee. Um, cause it, or also if you're using a protein shake, if you're making it at home and you're using a, a protein shake that has too many additives and, and sweeteners, um, that could just be bad, you know, for your health. I'm also thinking now though, actually, now that I'm thinking more about this, um, if this is primarily something that people would be drinking before or after a workout, um, you know, caffeine already raises is no like it raises your heart rate. So if you're engaging in an in, in exercise that's going to mm-hmm. further increase your heart rate, that could uh, you know be a cause for concern actually. So there's that component to to consider. Um, so I'm. Again, like okay, you, if you if you're taking a protein shake and then if you're having your coffee, like, is it necessary to have them at the same time? Um, and then especially caffeine um, before or immediately after a workout, it doesn't really sound like a good idea to me. But hey, it's yeah. TikTok, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. well, that that's another concern. It's TikTok that's recommending this, so I would. Uh, be a bit wary of of um, of this. Actually, the more I'm thinking about it. Yeah, actually, to add to your opinion, Aisha, like caffeine is also very dehydrating. Oh to yes, most people exactly. So you don't want to be drinking caffeine before a workout. Yeah, like you're going to be very thirsty, exactly. or even after a workout. Yeah, um, I feel like maybe just people drink it just to kickstart their day. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Maybe they don't want to drink just coffee without any without anything added to fill their stomach so yeah you 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 brought up a good point about you know trusting trends on tiktok um and this is absolutely not the first time we've talked about a food that went viral on tiktok we spoke about pink sauce um we've 
well, other foods have, uh, you know, there a lot of popular recipes have, have blown up on TikTok that are perfectly healthy and, and excellent ideas. But then we have a few standouts like this one. Um, and people are so easily influenced by what they see. And I think on TikTok, views and followers equal credibility, which isn't always true at all. And a little blue verified check mark might also mean, oh, okay, yeah, this person is, is, is verified. I trust them. Um, right, right. They're an authority. And um, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily, you know, it's something we should take it's something we should take with a grain of salt when we see trends like this. Um, but I also, yeah, I mean, I didn't know that protein coffees were already a thing um, in cans. And it's it sounds like the ones that are pre-made are a bit healthier in terms of the sugar content and ca calories and, and, you know, maybe they have more protein even. Um, but yeah, this just sounds like a beverage that should probably be consumed in, in moderation um, or if or if people are drinking these on a daily basis, maybe also limit the coffee intake uh, as well. Um, yeah, I can, I can really see how it could be easy for people to quote unquote overdose. Let's say, you know, mm -hmm. they have their morning coffee and then they're having this. Maybe they'll have one or two of these. And so um, it can add up really quickly um, without people maybe not realizing it. So mm -hmm. I think it's important. Um, yeah, moderation with this and sort of like, yeah, the purpose behind it as well. Um, yeah. I'm starting to think more and more just that water is probably, you know, <laughs> the best thing to drink always. <laughs> like, the, of course, we're always going to have functional beverages and whatnot, but yeah. over everything, I find water to be my absolute favorite. Obviously, oh, yes. it, it doesn't do anything for you in terms of energy, but I go most days without having a coffee and just drinking water, and yeah. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> There you go. And, you but know, at the end of the day, I'm not a fitness enthusiast or anything like that either. So <laughs> I'll come back to you guys when uh, when I when I try my first profie. Your profie, yeah. <laughs> I don't like the, the yeah. The, I don't like it either. Right? <laughs> profie. It's so weird, but um, yeah, it's uh, just the concept is also kind of strange. The more and more I'm sitting here and, and thinking about it, but um, yeah, I think you know for coffee drinkers like caffeine is so addictive and there are people who like need their morning coffees or, or teas even um so i mean that that's fine again in moderation as well even like coffee addiction is not a good thing addiction you know any kind of an addiction is not a good thing so but um yeah we'll see how this goes and whether this is just a temporary fad or if it's something that's going to stick around mm -hmm. All right, moving on to a second story. So last week was um, a very specific uh, food holiday. So it was actually National Food Bank Day. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about what that entails um, and some history and the significance and ways to participate in, in this day, which of course, even though it was last week, we can still participate all year long. 
So National Food Bank Day, it falls each year on the first Friday of September. So this year, that was September 2nd. So the day is honored to bring awareness to the persistent issue of hunger around the world. And like I said, while food banks do receive attention and canned goods year round, National Food Bank Day is a reminder that hunger is nowhere near being eradicated uh, and that it still must be. So National Food Bank Day was founded only a few years ago in 2017 on the 50th anniversary of the world's first official food pantry. So St. Mary's Food Bank in Phoenix, Arizona is a nonprofit, non-sectarian organization, and it was founded by John Van Hengel in 1967. He was looking for a way to prevent grocery waste and eventually came up with the idea of redistributing any food that wasn't eaten to the hungry. So Van Hengel continued his work and founded other food banks as well as the national as well as the national organization America's Second Harvest, which is known today as Feeding America. And he also founded Global Food Bank Network and has since been known as the father of food banking. And National Food Bank Day was selected on behalf of Van Hengel to commemorate his extraordinary works. Now, in September 2000, world leaders from the likes of the UN and the World Health Organization established Millennium Development Goals, the first of which was to end extreme poverty and hunger by 2015. And about 40 countries have already achieved the first target, and extreme poverty rates have been cut in half since 1990. So food banks are a key component in the realization of ending hunger. And in the U.S. alone, more than 38 million people, including 12 million children, struggle with food insecurity, and food banks are helping these people. So in the last year, there were about 200 food banks across the nation, and the Feeding American Network served 6.6 .6 billion meals. Food banks not only provide meals for those living in persistent hunger, but they can also fill gaps uh, for those living on a meager budget. So many food banks offer educational opportunities that help people change their situation and begin anew. And often those who have benefited from programs return to volunteer and contribute to the very food bank that saved them off hunger. So National Food Bank Day is important for celebrating all charitable organizations and the volunteers who work to end hunger in their communities. So there's a few ways that we can participate, you know, going forward. So donating, obviously, is, is one of them. And by simply contributing some of your income or donating food, you can help eradicate hunger from your community and even around the world. And those looking to donate can always check the needs list of local food banks. And then another way is to raise awareness. And this is one of the easiest and most effective ways to encourage others to volunteer and support organizations that are trying to end hunger. And you could do this over social media by using hashtags. And for National Food Bank Day, it was that hashtag National Food Bank Day. And of course, increasing public knowledge of food donations as well. Many people don't know actually that food goes to waste in grocery stores, weddings, and other large gallery gatherings. So increasing that knowledge may help to reduce food waste as well. And, you know, as I was writing this story, I was thinking how um, many different things we now have aside from food banks to sort of redirect food that may have otherwise gone to waste. We have apps like Too Good To Go that, you know, take food from grocery stores, bakeries, and other food services um, and redistribute them to people for a lot cheaper than you may you may find them, you know, originally. Um, and I feel like we've just come a long way since, uh, you know, the 60s when food pantries were first sort of a, a 
invented, um, uh, you know, in solving food waste. However, um, hunger is still such a persistent issue. Um, so what are your thoughts on, you know, having a day to sort of think about this? And uh, do you think do you think we're getting a little too niche and specific with these food holidays? Or do you think, you know, no, this is a good idea? Well, this food holiday does remind me of um, World Hunger Day. Yes. So World Hunger Day maybe has more awareness campaigns and like more effort into its awareness. I feel like a lot of people have heard of World Hunger Day. But you know what? Like here we are talking about World Food Bank Day. Like I've learned about it through your article. People online and listening to the podcast are learning about it as well. And I haven't heard of it before, but now I now I know about it and um like most grocery stores at least here in Canada like they have that huge box after um so you pay for your food at the cashier and then on your way out there's like the food collection box which is essentially like you know kind of like a food bank like you're donating um canned food and like cereal um so yeah there's lots of opportunities just like in your day-to-day tasks to even contribute towards hunger in your community and, and the other thing about uh, food banks and food pantries that I, I, I hadn't really considered when I was, you know, writing this is that they don't just distribute food either. Like they, they offer educational opportunities and, and, and teach people, you know, um, how to more effectively shop for food. Um, they're not just, you know, giving people food and then telling them, okay, see you in a week. Like they, that wouldn't be a sustainable solution. So, um, you know, they don't just donate food either, like because that that wouldn't that wouldn't eradicate the problem. Um, so yeah, there there was a lot about you know I didn't really know about the history either of food banks. Um, so it was it was good to learn about that as well. Yeah, I think um, despite you know having days like World Hunger Day, I think um, National Food Bank. I think it's um, more of a local North American thing, if I'm not mistaken. But um, again, I don't think they're, I think just having these days, um, it's definitely um, great to have more of these days than less um, because uh, we always need to be reminded of the um, issues of hunger in our communities and around the world as well. Um, I don't know, just ever, you know, growing up, we've all been hearing about the issues of of hunger, um, again, in your communities and worldwide. And it's, it's just very saddening to me. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the everyday person like you and I, we, we are aware of these issues, and we try to do as best as we can, we'll donate to these food banks, and we'll um, try to make sure people around us are fed or even, you know, donate to people around the world. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, I mean, the grassroots efforts are there, but it's such a pervasive issue that it requires so much more. Yeah, that's, that's a really great point. It's, it's true. And I was watching a a video recently about, um, I think it was someone from, from Feeding America, um, talking about how, you know, food banks often, uh, you know, what people often donate are these, you know, canned goods and pantry staples, but, 
you know, they don't just want to give people those things. They want to give people fresh produce as well, which as we know, just as, as grocery shoppers, are, the prices are through the roof right now. And it's only getting more difficult to provide people with, with healthy, balanced foods who can't afford them too. Um, but you're right. It's not like we don't, we don't have enough. It's just that they're not distributed um, equally, um, you know, around the world. So yeah, I completely agree. I think bringing as much attention to these issues uh, as possible is 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 the best thing to do and also you know honoring the people who do volunteer um and and help people in their communities so can't give enough credit to uh to the people that do that all right well that's the end of this episode of the x talks food podcast if you like today's show don't forget to rate review and subscribe thanks everyone and see you next week bye 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 thanks for listening to the x talks food industry podcast If you enjoyed our discussions today, please share the episode with your friends and colleagues and be sure to subscribe in order to be notified when a new episode is released. To join in on the discussion, you can find Xtalks on social media, email podcast at xtalks.com or comment on the articles directly. Links are in the show description. Take a moment to join our community at xtalks.com to get access to everything we have to offer, including webinars, job listings, virtual meetings, articles, and more. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers sharing them. They should not be taken as professional advice and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position Honeycomb Worldwide. For further information, email us at podcast at xtalks.com. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week.